Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. What are they made of? Cured edible green leaves, food-grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical-grade nicotine. No tobacco leaf or stem. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco and want to join the Black Buffalo herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online and they ship directly to most states. Or check out their store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge Podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Volume. Oh, man, everything just tastes a little sweeter. The air smells a little better. Energy's a little greater. And it's all because football is back and in full swing with another week of epic games. And hmm, can you guess who's got you covered on all the action for every single one of those games? That's right. You already know the DraftKings Sportsbook app, Okay, an official betting partner of the NFL. And once again, right now, new customers can bet just $5 on football and get 200 Hundred dollars instantly in bonus bets. If you're signing up for the draft, you have the first time promo code TBOB. You bet five dollars on football, you get two hundred dollars instantly in bonus bets. Are you kidding me, guys? But it's not just the new customers, okay? Nobody misses out with DraftKings. In fact, all DraftKings customers can take advantage of two new offers every single game day this September. Just get on the app and check them out. So get in on the NFL Week 2 action with DraftKings Sportsbook app. Download the app now using the promo code TBOB, T-B-O-B, to sign up, and you can take advantage of that incredible new customer deal, bet $5 and take home $200 in bonus bets instantly. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code TBOB, T-B-O-B, the crown is yours. If you got a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resort in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. See dkng.co slash football for eligibility terms and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. All right, guys, let's have some fun. Wait, wait, wait. Give me one fucking minute. Jeez, T-Bob won more time, so I fucking bought some more time. We're now live on amp, so just, you know... What up, Amp? Uh, sorry, Aaron. Um, just like Sharon told me, I don't think those three minutes are going to make that much of a difference for you. Okay, so uh, we're going to go ahead and start today's episode of Snaps. Uh, what's up, y'all? Welcome back to uh, our favorite daily college football podcast. But we're biased because we host a show. We hope you enjoy it as well. T-Bob Bear. Aaron Murray, future quarterback of the New York Jets. Huh? Three-year letterman. Good idea. Aaron, what if the Jets gave you a call today? How many plays could you give him? Uh, I could give him a full game, I think. I'm ready. To, you know what sucks? Game. Yes. You know what sucks? I tried out for the Jets after my third year and had the best workout of my entire life. Damn. Literally the best workout of my life. And uh, they didn't sign my ass. 
So screw you, New York. Screw mm, you. Yeah. I gave it my all. Is this gave a it my three, all. Is this a three years later you get what you deserve? Or is that yeah. is that what you're telling yeah. New York? Bad they, karma, that, bitch. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers tore his Achilles last night and one of the most <laughs> legendary all-time bad luck moves ever because mm -hmm. they didn't sign Aaron Murray in what year? What year would this have been? This would have been 2017. Okay, six years. Even better. Way to go, New York. You fucked up. Um, that is insane, though. I can't believe Aaron Rodgers got her four plays in. But we're a college football show. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Real quick, some housekeeping off the top. Huge, massive thank you to everyone helping us grow the YouTube channel right now. Please, please, please continue to do so. Um, YouTube.com slash at volume snaps. Hit the like button, subscribe. Uh, I, you know, we're on AMP right now. We love being on AMP as well. Um, but we'll have more YouTube lives on the weekends, everything else, and wherever you get podcasts, Google Snaps podcast rate and review. Aaron, on today's show, and I'll get to the comments in a second, but on today's show, uh, we're gonna talk about kind of the opposite side of the coin from what we talked about yesterday yesterday I wanted to celebrate the big winners of the weekend right texas deserved to be the main topic miami deserved main topic now let's look at the losers okay how done is alabama how done is texas a&m and it's interesting because well at least one of them is definitely absolutely dead we got some shooter sanders hogs mel kuyper puts him now number three on the mel kuyper big board we'll kind of explore how much of a pro he is he's number one on the on i3 ni on three NIL valuation chart. Uh, we will finally get to Mel Tucker's psychotic horniness today, and we'll give you a second Snaps Tuesday top 10. All right, let's dive right in, Aaron Murray. Oh, we would do uh, real quick. Get to our opening comment. I forgot to read yesterday. I'll read that first. Scott Perkins says, LOL, LMAO, Texas got crushed, dude. Uh, excuse me, Texas A&M got crushed, dude. You said it would not even be close. That's all you got right. But no, sorry, buddy. Jumbo played you. They got their ass stomped. Shout out, Scott. Must be a fan of you. Good day for you. Uh, GoDaddy4047, the internet, where you record yourself sounding smart while being completely wrong. <laughs> um, you know, not a bad summation of the internet. Uh, nope. You kind of nailed it, GoDaddy, which makes sense. Your website company. Um, all right, Aaron, is Alabama done? I know where my head's at with this. Where do you stand? Because there's a lot of talk following Saban, you know, not really yelling as much during these losses anymore. He's leaving the press conference. He's talking about, you know, it's a real honor to, uh, to put on this jersey, coach his team. The streets are basically saying that Nick Saban's lost his edge. True or false? Uh, no, false. I, I, I disagree. I think Nick Saban is, is one of the greatest competitors that we'll ever see. Is Alabama dead in the sense of, of title contention this year? I would say yes. This is not a championship football team. And I know there's some stats that you're going to spew out uh, that we saw earlier today about you know when they do lose a game early in the season, how they still have you know, won championships in the past. Yeah, yeah. This ain't that team. This Alabama team this year is in the middle of an identity crisis on offense, trying to figure out who they are and what they want to do. And that ain't going to be solved just overnight. You are who you are right now. You've, you've kind of you know picked your quarterback. We, we, you know, some of the stuff that we're hearing right now is the backup quarterbacks. Really, right now, there's not a lot of confidence that they can get the job done going forward. Do you change your offense with when you put these new quarterbacks in? So this is not a championship team this year. Is Alabama dead going forward? No, Alabama is not dead going forward. Alabama is a team that is loaded with talent. I think if you put if you put Sam Hartman on this team, if they were able to get Sam Hartman on this team this year, I would feel better about them competing this season. I think that's all there. That's all that that is the biggest missing piece right now. Nick Saban and the boosters there at Alabama need to find a way to get the top quarterback through the transfer portal next offseason with all the young town on both sides of the football, we'll be saying Alabama should be one of the best teams in the country heading into next season. So dead overall, no dead this season. Hell yeah. They, they ain't making it to championship this year. Hmm. Okay. Before I give you my kind of uh, opinion take on how done, whether they're done, they slipping, let's just explore some numbers. And, I'm, and, and, and in an effort to not be too, because a lot of times, look, uh, when you want to frame things numerically, you can kind of massage the numbers to, to fit your argument. And I want you to know that I'm not 
like going out of my way to do this. In fact, I'm going to start the period in which I'm tracking with an Alabama win. If you go back to Texas A&M, the Texas A&M game last season, in which they won 24-20, Alabama just 3-3 three and three against Power 5 opponents. 3-3. Three and three. And what's maybe even a bit crazier is that even in those wins, you have the four-point win over A&M and a six-point win over a bad Ole Miss team. Last year, AM also bad last year. And obviously, you have the losses to Tennessee, the loss to LSU, and now a double digit loss to Texas. In fact, the only impressive win you have in that streak is 30 to 6 over Mike Leach's Mississippi State. Now, that double digit loss is something interesting because, as we said, Nick Saban had never suffered that at home since 2003 uh, LSU, which, you know, the team did go on to win the Natty. Um, but it's only the third time in 14 years at Alabama that he suffered, at least from 08 to 2022, uh, that he suffered double losses, and that was USC, uh, South Carolina, 2010, and Auburn, 2017, both on the road. Uh, what I'm building here is a case for slippage, Aaron, right? Three and three against the last power five, double-digit losses, which never happened, now happening at home, and now three assistants have beaten Nick Saban. Of course, Jimbo Fisher was the first to break through. Kirby Smart followed up with the national championship. Now Steve Sarkeesian becomes the first ever assistant to hand him a loss at home. And that's a 28-3 overall record. Spectacular overall record. But again, you can see slippage. And in terms of what Aaron Sander, they've done this year, they're absolutely done this year. Um, maybe not in terms of winning the SEC West, but I think in terms of being a, a national championship contender, yes, uh, I, I don't think that they have it. Um, at a certain point, we have to accept what Aaron and so many others have been telling us about this roster, right? This year, that the roster is the problem for this year. And I, um, you know, I know how hard it is to change people's minds, right? And so I too, like knew all of this, but I wouldn't accept it until I actually saw the evidence put to test in front of my face. And that's what this Texas game was. Like I talked about yesterday, I will change my position if presented with evidence that represents the opposite of what I believe. So I don't think Nick Saban can kind of irrationally overcome this, uh, this roster this season. And I don't think they're going to win national championship. Now where that goal gets interesting here be the first time in the Saban era in which since he's been at Alabama, in which they've gone three years without a national championship. And that's not a problem for 99.9% .9 of schools. Alabama is still very good. Even this year, they'll still probably emerge out the West. Like, I still feel slightly better about them than I do LSU. Um, bro, LSU's defense is a problem. We can get to that later. Uh, they got to prove some stuff to me before I'm going to get. Yeah, but they say they got a quarterback. They say they got a quarterback. They true, a quarterback. true. So, I mean, you have weaknesses, but, but like, I mean, I don't You have, okay. The point is, They'll be it'll be LSU or Alabama still at the West this year. I, I, I would agree with that, right? Uh, like you said, you go get a great quarterback, you'll still be really good probably next year. But if you look at the last three years of data in which you had a Heisman quarterback, you had all these players like Alabama's not done relative to the average team, but they are absolutely done relative to the height of the Saban Empire at Alabama. It's never getting back there. No, maybe well, they but, but I think the question the championship is, I think the question somewhere. But I don't think, well, I think so. The, I think the question is 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 less to do with Alabama and more to do with just the 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 quality of teams in the SEC or in the country. Like I, I just think we 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 thought when when this whole NIL and and specifically the transfer portal thing happened, and I remember Nick Saban's comments early on. The whole thing was like, oh well, I guess if you guys want to play by this, you know, watch me do me. Essentially, not not verbatim yeah. he didn't say that That's but he, he went out there and got some big time transfers to come here jameer gibbs was one of them he had the receiver from georgia and we're kind of like damn like alabama is going to be able to pluck all the top players from around the country and essentially every year be like the new york yankees and amass this incredible talent because it's alabama and and why that is that has happened somewhat and, and yes alabama has been able to get some guys they've also lost a decent amount of players in the portal as well you know, running back, some receivers, some offensive linemen are different places. Yeah. Um, other teams are getting better through the portal. The quality of football is better because of the portal for the middle of the pack teams. The portal made a bunch of eight and nine win football teams mm -hmm. because now all of a sudden these teams that can't recruit the same level or develop at the same level can get a quality player with game experience 
that can that can essentially come in and plug in and place her in positions that they need right now. And so it makes winning week to week, season to season more difficult. So I think the bar has been risen by everyone. Look at Florida State. Look what LSU did last year. Brian Kelly had a roster of what, 39 scholarship guys from the year before, mm-hmm. brought in a bunch of guys to the transfer portal and won the SEC West last year. Florida State's put a bunch of guys together through the portal. Texas yeah. has found a way to get some guys to finalize that roster. AD Mitchell being one of them. USC put together a brand new roster. Colorado, like the ability to be competitive, the ability to be competitive right now to make it more difficult for Alabama to be as consistent as they were for a decade is the problem. That is the problem. Number one. Number two is yeah, the roster just is is not as talented as before, but it's still one of the top. It is still as we know for the blue chip ratio. It's they have more stars than anyone else in the country. Yeah, yeah. Um, but so that's where it gets scary, though, because that's yeah. been three years in a row, and for whatever reason, it's not clicking anymore. They have offensive lines <sighs> full of recruits that everybody else wants. They were an the injury away from winning three years after. ago. They were an injury away from winning three years ago. I mean, it was so. It, well, I can't I'm say that saying. saying anymore. Um. Hmm. Well, I, like well, that doesn't matter. I'm saying that that's a, that's a, that's a ridiculous game to play because you could say that like we we could go and say, well, if this happened here and this happened here and then this happens and this happened. Like, what what, what do you mean? I, I don't give a shit about they that. Were, they were they Actually, were they were they were kicking butt versus Georgia before the receiver whatever his name is went out. Doesn't fucking. I mean, yeah. So I'm maybe they still win, but you don't know that, right? Like everybody says, oh, Marvin that, Harrison but... Jr. doesn't get knocked out. Ohio State wins. We don't actually know that. Like, I, I disagree with that. Oh, I know that. It's fun. Know. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um. Whatever. The point is, is that they've continued to have that massive amount of overall talent in the roster, but it continues to not develop as well. Um. Yep. I don't know. Maybe I'm an old man. I kind of buy into the idea that they've lost a little bit of their edge, right? Uh. The way that kind of Texas disrespected that field after the game, guys going on IG live after the game, probably a hefty element of this is me just being an old man and not understanding the youth. And that is completely fair to say at the same time. Um, it feels like something that would have never happened. And you know, the old, no. the old heights, I feel, I feel like, I feel like the Roman senators during, uh, the old conservative senators during, uh Cato and Caesar's time talking about, look at us, look how soft we become. What happened? You all smell like, perfume and Greeks and you're sleeping with little boys. What happened when we slept on hardwood benches and we don't worry about how cool our togas looked like that's what this feels like fall of the Republic Rome to me still going to be very powerful for a long time, but changing and weakening. It's, it's, a, it, it's, it's a young man's team though, T-Bob, when it comes to the coaches, like, know, it, like what, what's made say or, or Kirby so dominant during his, his short tenure at Georgia. He hasn't been his head coach, what six, seven years. It's because he doesn't stop. He doesn't yeah. stop. He's 40, late 40, somewhere around there. Nick Saban's 72, 73 years old. Yeah. I'd, it, it, uh, is, it is. It is. Nowadays, I'll ask you this question. Do, does, does the name Nick Saban excite kids more than NIL, building their brand, social media, all the other stuff. Like before all that, Nick Saban was like the guy. Yeah. And now all of a sudden with this new world, the new generation, once again, I'm going to jump on this old man board with you right now. (laughs) There are a million other things that excite these kids. Like where can I go get paid the most amount of money? Where can I go build the biggest brand? Like there are so many things that like maybe he is slightly out of touch. I think he's done a good job of evolving over the years. But at some point, you do kind of run into a wall where you're just exhausted trying to well, keep but up then, with but the no, well, well, so that's that. That I guess that's where it gets weird. It doesn't seem a. It doesn't look like a problem in recruiting. Obviously, no, right? it does. So, so he's still amassing talent. Maybe I would argue that it comes with connecting and/or getting the most out of that talent. Where in the past, um, no matter where he went, he was squeezing every single ounce of every single player that he got. Like he was getting everything and 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 creating um, these just unstoppable behemoths. And at this point, it doesn't feel like he's doing that. And I want to go back to your previous point. Uh, I think I was wrong about some of the power concentration of college football. At least here today, it feels like I was wrong when it comes to the portal because. In the past, like we talked about, Saban, like 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 a dragon, would have hoarded all that gold, right? He recruited all the mm. four and five stars, and they were all stuck on that roster. Well, now, 
a lot of those second string guys can leave. And the yep. third string guy may still be a four and five star, but he might just suck. He might be one of the busts. That's why he was third string to begin with. <clears throat> so you've seen a loss of depth at Alabama that I think has affected them significantly, but it has created a co- almost th- there is a um there is a funnel effect in college football c- going on right now, uh, both from the bottom and the top, where the group of five is being poached and losing yep. all their talent upward, and it's spreading out. And the best teams in the power five are being poached and losing their depth downward and it's spreading out. And it seems to be creating this wonderful, democratized, flatter college football. And I think it's awesome. I think it's great. I do not. I want to be clear on this episode of steps. I do not want an SEC team to make the playoff. Okay. Mm. I want to return to college football democracy. Okay, to the democratic rule. I want the people, I want a chicken in every pot and a playoff team in every conference, except for the mm-hmm. SEC. And it it's looks like we have a chance of getting that this year. I, I think um, we need to until the Pac 12 starts great. beating each other up. Because for how good eight teams inside the AP poll right now, top 25, uh, they're about to start playing each other and start beating each other up. So that is going to be the difficult spot. Um, I will well, say no, this because look, I will, I was, Notre Dame, Big 12. Michigan, yeah, Big Ten. FSU. Yeah. No, yeah, 100%. 100%. It looks like, as of right now, it looks like Georgia's going to have to 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 be Perfect. a 12-1 and football team or better, 13-0, in order to get it. Which, you look at their schedule. Someone brought this up to me yesterday, and I kind of laughed at this. We joke about Georgia's schedule being so easy to start the season. After two weeks, it looks even easier. easier. I know. It looks it's awesome. even easier. Because what, you know, I, try, I try to defend Georgia's schedule and said, you know what? You got to play South Carolina. You got to play Kentucky. You got to play at uh, Tennessee. Uh, You got to play Ole Miss. You got to play the SEC West champ. South Carolina doesn't have an offensive line. Kentucky's looked average as hell. Tennessee's looked average as hell. Uh, Ole Miss, I still think it's a good team, but that ain't happening. And then who in the West is going to emerge that scares you at all? Like this schedule for Georgia to get to a three-peat, in my mind, just got even easier Based on what we've seen from the SEC through the, through, through, for the first two weeks, so yeah, I don't think Georgia slips. Georgia doesn't look that. I don't good think either, Georgia dude. slips. I don't think Georgia um, slips. Um, all right. Well, Georgia looks awful too, so don't count your chickens there, bud. Uh, all right. Let's go ahead and talk Texas A and M. Oh, okay. So in summary, no. Look, Alabama. Um, I do think they're done with the heights that they've occupied before. They will yep. never be the unquestioned big dog again. In fact, I would go so far as to say I don't. Our dynasty's dead though. I think that's the big question. No, like, I mean not if Georgia wins again. No. Yeah. I mean, it's three in a row then. So, no. I, uh, uh, yeah, but I think going forward, though, because of the the whole – if you were listening on podcast, you had to go to the YouTube and see T-Bob's wild hands as he kind of tried the to flattening, illustrate. The flattening. Yeah, the the flattening. two funnels meet. It's like water, and they, and they flatten I think I, – I, I, this may be the la- – Georgia may be the last dynasty, though. This could be – I don't think there's going to be another one even close to what Alabama did or what Georgia did. There's always, maybe not, so maybe, I think you can have another Georgia run, like if Georgia does two in a row, three in a row, I think you can have that. What I would be Mm. more surprised is if you can do what Nick did, where it's like, you're not kind of winning every year, but you're never going three years without winning one, right? You're winning one every couple of years, which is... In, in a weird way, even more insane because you're talking about surviving multiple evolutions of the game, multiple rule changes. But I don't know. We're being a little, we're being a little prisoner to the moment potentially here. The, the market still has to shave out. We'll see. One thing I do feel confident. So Alabama is not done. Done. Texas A&M is forever done under Jimbo. It's over. Yep. It is fucking over. Okay. And um, mm-hmm. I think it's pretty much time to start putting together the money to buy out Jimbo Fisher. I think it's time to very seriously think about hiring Mike Elko. Um, here are some more numbers on Texas A&M. Texas A&M, one in seven in their last eight games against Power 5 teams. Now, the only win was a good one. It was the beatdown of LSU. Um, here's some insane numbers from Jimbo Fisher during his tenure uh, at Texas A&M when it comes to playing on the road. Uh, Texas A&M have now lost seven consecutive road games, and they still have to go to Tennessee, to Ole Miss, to LSU this year. Could get up to 10 in a row. Uh, they are 7-14 and 14 in Jimbo's entire tenure on the road. 7-14, that includes a 4-1 and one COVID year. 
How about this? Enhance CSI. Let's go closer. Offensively, Jimbo Fisher has failed to score 30 points in 80% of his road games at Texas mm. A&M. 80%. In fact, he's only broken 30 points four times on the road since he's been Texas A&M's coach. Uh, 2020 South Carolina, they won big. 2020 Auburn, they won big. 2020 Tennessee, they won big. And then 2021 at Mizzou, they won big. Now they did break 30 for the uh, in Miami the other day to so make it five times. However, they lost that game for the first time. So, And then the last thing I'll say, Aaron, it is time to fire up uh, our favorite machine, the old Kevin Sumlin Jimbo Fisher machine. Uh, through the same amount of games, uh, which is now 62, Kevin Sumlin was 43 and 19, Jimbo Fisher 40 and 22. So he Ooh. is now three games behind Kevin Sumlin. It is only getting worse. And that's not to say that Kevin Sumlin is a good coach because Kevin Sumlin is obviously done. He obviously lost whatever he had. Jimbo yep. Fisher has lost whatever he had. I'm so, with you. It, it, it's just... It's going to be seven. I think I had some seventy-six million dollars to buy yes. him out at the end of the season. So I think that that that's the question. Like, if 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 there was a if it was under thirty, he'd be done. Maybe even oh, under fifty. Okay, wait. I think you want you want it under thirty? All you got to wait till is twenty twenty-eight. Yeah, that's it. Twenty twenty-eight. It's twenty-nine. It's just at this point. <laughs> I think even after last year, the only thing that's hold that 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 is keeping him job, as we know, it's the money. Like, it's just that is a large sum of money to go ask your supporters to to put together in order to get rid of your head coach. And if you could do it, and this may be the final straw, if, if this team with, with what they've amassed this year turns out to be a seven and five football team, I would even say eight and four. Like I, I think I think Jimbo obviously like you have you you do have the ability. Like you've shown you could beat Bama. Almost you've almost done it two years in a row. You get Alabama at home. Like that's the game I'm circling right now for Jimbo Fisher, October 7th. If you want to save your career, Alabama will always save your career. No matter how good or bad Alabama is this year, if you can beat the Crimson Tide at home, you will keep your job. If you lose to Alabama and you're an A and four football team, I think I do think there will be enough people ready to move on. Especially, especially, I think I brought this up yesterday briefly, especially with the fact that Texas could be a playoff football team and is about to join the SEC, is going to add more coal to the fire for those yeah. big-dollar oil money dudes to say, we ain't going to just roll over and let Texas come in there and own this state when we feel like we've dominated for the past decade and what do we have to prove from it? Nothing. Nothing. We need Jimbo out. It. Um, so Okay, so we need Jimbo out. That's that's interesting. Um, he, mm, so... One of my favorite biographers is Walter Isaacson. And he actually just came out with an Elon Musk biography. I'm fascinated to read, but he has a Leonardo da Vinci um, biography. And it's really cool, right? He talks about how Leonardo like took the Mona Lisa around with him his entire life. And he would add to it here or there. It was his masterpiece, right? The 10-year fully guaranteed contract extension that Jimmy Sexton got Jimbo Fisher after the great nine and one COVID year. Mm -hmm. That is his Mona Lisa. Yeah. That is his masterwork, his magnum opus. It is unreal. A 10-year, fully guaranteed, $100 million. Take a bow, Jimmy Sexton. And mm -hmm. if you're watching on YouTube, you can see the mastermind behind it all right there. What a <laughs> tiny little face. Um, <laughs> but, 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 okay, but you say, so Jimbo's done. Here's the thing. You say, it, it's not worth it. Jimbo's got to go. Well, here's the deal, Aaron. What's the difference? What is the real difference between $76.8 million and 67.55? What's the real difference between 76.8 and 58.2? Because of this man right here, Jimmy Sexton, that's the questions that you have to ask yourself. Because guess what? You want to go through a whole new season? It only drops to 67. Another season after that, 58, 48, 39. Finally, in 2028, we at least get sub 30 at 29.55. It's fucking insane, Jimmy. It's it's so no. So if you really want Jimbo done, you're gonna have to pony up. And what's another 10 million dollars percentage wise? It's 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 like 11 more percent. You know, somewhere around it's there. One, it's one more. It's one. It's one more. It's one more big 
big buck uh, oil man that you have to ask. That's, That's it. That's what I'm saying. That's um, it. Dude, the That's fucking it. guy who made Bucky's is an A&M grad. Go get him. Oh. Go sell some extra beaver nuggets. You know, that ain't that hard. God, Jimmy Sexton, what a G, dude. So um, so we're kind of in agreement. A&M's just done, done. Like done for I think not, I think no, not I, I disagree. I, I disagree. I disagree with you. I don't think they're done done. You I think they're not, gonna, I will you think not... chance to win the West. But but were we expecting them to win the West this year? Was it like win the West or or bust for me? That that wasn't the case. Like they were still fucking should and be. In most people's mind third in the like I don't think there was never the 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 discussion, at least to my knowledge, of Jimbo and AM needs to win the West for him to keep his job. At all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, it also didn't have you losing by double digits to Miami on the road. Now, did you have help. that in your mouth? It doesn't In help. your math. He has a chance. Nine and three is the magic number. Beating Alabama helps. You can't lose games to Auburn or Arkansas or Mississippi State or I would say even Ole Miss. Like now it becomes like you can only lose to teams that are of your caliber because if you lose mm. to more teams that are, or, or essentially don't have that blue chip ratio where you are, then it's, then, then all hell breaks loose. So I'm not putting, I, I, what does A&M have? I think A&M is a, a, a very good offense, quarterback. a bad defense. And they have a really, they have a good offense for somehow some way they have a, a bad defense, which is huh. mind blo- mind boggling yeah. to me. Um, I still think they have a chance to be a nine one football team. Okay. Which saves his job. The West sucks. Anyone can beat anyone right now. Anyone can beat anyone. But like you said, you got Texas coming in, looking as hot as ever, and you're going to limp into the pot with a nine and four A and M team because what you're a little poor boy and you can't pay your big money buyout. I thought you were oil guys. I thought you had all the money in the world. Fucking make it happen. We're going to exploit the earth. You might as well get good football out of it. You dummies. Fucking do something A and M. JLab has something for everyone with earbuds and headphones that are as versatile as you are. Perfect for calls, listening to podcasts, and working out. They are built for every single moment. JLab is proud to partner with powerhouse college athletics. UCLA, Duke, Gonzaga, Indiana, St. John's, TCU, Vanderbilt, Arkansas, Minnesota, San Diego State, and more. From lively tailgates, to coaches play calling and courtside rivalries to college athletics and IL deals. JLabs joins the action and connects with 182 million plus college sports fans nationwide. They're excited to partner with 17 D1 college schools showcasing their passion and loyalty of fans and athletes across the United States. Whether creating cutting edge tech products or pursuing athletic greatness, being the best takes hard work and commitment. JLab is proud to partner with schools who are showcasing the hard work, perseverance, and even the championship celebrations across all college sports. Use code SNAPS25 for 25% off your order. Visit JLab.com to find your kind of tech. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older, and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about an American-made success story in Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. Black Buffalo's nicotine pouches are not owned by Big Tobacco. They're an independent company proudly built right here in the USA for 21 and over adult consumers. Black Buffalo was built by dippers with decades of smokeless tobacco use. They believed the market wanted tobacco-alternative nicotine products that offered the best of both worlds. Bold flavor, full pouches. What are they made of? It's pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves, food-grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical-grade nicotine. Most importantly, there's no tobacco leaf or stem. All proudly made right here in the USA. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco, and want to join the Black Buffalo Herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online and they ship directly to most states. Or check out the store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. 
If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, All right, let's talk quarterback. Shadur Sanders remains hot. In fact, Aaron, uh, he is now... I forgot to put it in my notes, so let me grab it on the phone because I know I put it in our group text. He is now number one in the country when it comes to football uh, NIL valuation. Shadur Sanders, $4.1 million estimate from on three. Arch Manning, 2-9. Caleb Williams, 2-6. Travis Hunter, 1-8. Colorado brand, geez. Evan Stewart, 1-7. Okay, Evan Stewart. I was a bit surprised to see that. Um, Quinn, you were sneaking in the top 10 as well, but whatever the point is, Shadur Sanders is Colorado. Everything about it is just in fuego right now. Mm. And, uh, Mel Kuyper agrees as Mel Kuyper bumps Shadur Sanders up to number three on his big board. Aaron, you. you played NFL quarterback. Um, yeah, you did. What, what did you, you bumped For, him up immediately. Number two. I, I said he's 12, the number right? two quarterback in, in the pac 12. So who, so Mel, Mel has, uh, Caleb one, Drake, Drake. two, and then now Shadur Sanders three. True or false? Accurate or not? Accurate. Okay. 100% accurate. Why? Yes. Well, Caleb is Caleb will not move for the number one spot unless Caleb decides, as we discussed last week, to, to stay because he doesn't want to go to the Arizona Cardinals. Caleb is a generational talent. He's a freak. Like you, you are not moving Caleb with. And I don't know if you've watched him or not this season. He looks better than he did last year. Complete control of the offense. He's he's the the efficiency's running. He makes it look so effortless. Mm. Like there's times where he's running the RPO, the run pass option game, and he's out on the edge. So it's like a, a zone read. He's gonna have an option to throw it in the flat if he wants to. And he's making it look like he's going against high school kids. I mean, just like juking and diving and throwing around and crazy. He's a stud. There is no question in anyone's mind that Caleb Williams is not the best football player this year, the best quarterback. So yes, Caleb won. Uh, I think Drake with, with his just natural arm talent, um, and size, I mean, he's, he's a, he's a monster. talent. I think, I think Shadur has, I don't know if there's anything like elite to, to Shadur Sanders. Like I, I need it. Obviously I need to see his, his, his throwing in person, but the ball doesn't pop out like it does Drake. It doesn't no. pop out like it does Caleb. But what I mean, does he do well? He he's good size. He's athletic. He can make all the throws. He's a great decision maker. He can extend the plays, and he can perform under an incredible um, spotlight. Okay, okay. The so, get to so, so what is weird about whatever that you just said is to go back to my analogy from Saturday or my comp on Saturday. That all applies to Joe Burrow. Like the ball never jumped out of Burrow's hands yeah. in college. It, it was yeah. more about his touch, his placement. Yeah. Um, like we said, they both hold on to the ball in college. Like somebody was trying to say, oh, Colorado's like second in the country and pressure's given up or something. I'm like, it doesn't really do anything for me because a lot of times it's just because Shooter Sanders is looking for more and he can pull it off and he's confident enough to look for more. So that, that, that's pr- just interesting to hear you say that because that is kind of the same report that was on Burrow mm-hmm. with him coming out of college. And the swagger too. I think that's the biggest thing. Yep. Like, can, can you jump it's into Angela's. my locker room tomorrow and own this football team. If I'm going to pay you $40 million over four or five years, whatever the new rookie contract is going to be, can you take the bull by the horns and, and lead grown men? And to me, there's no doubt that Shadur can get in there and walk into a huddle day one and dudes will respect him. Now, I want and to I be think, clear about... Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no. like That's that's a big deal for these scouts. Like They don't Agreed. want this baby back bitch quarterback coming there with no balls. Like You need to have some balls when you step in that huddle. It's grown men. You're leading grown ass men that have families that this is their livelihood. Why are you talking about Zach Wilson that way, dude? That's fucked up, dude. <laughs> um, no, look, I, I I agree, and that's another thing where Burroughs scored astronomically high in the scouting department. Uh, yep. 
let, let's be clear on this though, because a lot of people want to see Shooter fail right now because that's just how the world works, right? Something yeah. something gets beloved, everybody goes upset. Aaron, we're not. Do you want to see Shadur fail or do they want to see Dion fail? There's a they difference. Want to see it all. They want to see it all fail, Aaron. They want to see the you whole thing burn. Until, until you, ex- whatever. I'm not going to have the debate over whether or not there's a hefty amount of people wanting him to fail. Um, I think there probably is. I want to be clear about this. He's going to have an off week at some point. Colorado's yes. going to have a down game, okay? Uh, Look at what we just saw Josh Allen and Joe Burrow do in week one of the NFL season. Okay, this shit happens, even to the best. So don't run too crazy whenever that comes. And also in the draft process, he will be picked apart and built back up and torn back down, right? Like no stone is ever left unturned. But I believe that what we've seen through two weeks, and we keep talking about sustainable traits, the accuracy, the leadership, everything you just talked about, the ability to extend plays, uh, the the decision-making first and foremost, I do believe he is that first-round talent. Here's the question, though. Would you leave if you were him? If you're number three? Because you'd be coming out in a year where I look around, Aaron, and holy shit, there's a lot of good quarterbacks coming out. Loaded. Penix, May. Williams, Ewers now in that club. Um, that's not even getting into like the 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 sneaky good guys like Cam Rising that are kind of littered throughout. Like it just feel and and I know I'm missing like some very obvious names as well. It's just that this is absolutely loaded class where you stay another year, you have the huge NIL valuation, so you'll make good money. Colorado, how about this, Aaron? Boulder, Colorado, uh highest. I think it's the highest median income of any college city, maybe in the Power Five. Like they're one of the richest cities in the country. So you're going to make it. And you go to the Big 12, you'll be the best in the Big 12. Stay with your dad, stay with Travis Hunter for another year. I don't know how old Shiloh is. Um, And then you'll, you know, have a good chance to be the number one pick overall. So, like, even though he's already awesome, there, there there is an argument for him coming back. No, of course there's an argument. Like, if you, th- this is the argument that's going to be for all these kids. Like, is is staying in college worth it? Are you enjoying life? Like, there's something to be said about just enjoying being. I, I, it's hard to even say amateur now because they're really not an amateur with the amount of money they're making, but enjoying the college experience. Uh, if you're having a great time, and you're getting paid, and you aren't the number one pick in the NFL draft. Yeah, but at the end of the day, like this is. Yeah, I think the NFL. The NFL is a and will always be a very quarterback needy league. The NFL is always ready to experiment with drafting quarterback inside the top 10 because it's not a major cap hit hit to them. And yep. they know like if I can yep. if I can pick a guy in the top, you know, top 10 picks and I can amass talent around him, that's the best window to win a Super Bowl that those first five or yep. six years while he's yep. under that rookie contract. So there are going to be a lot of teams that look at him and say he's mature enough to play right away. Mm-hmm. He's got the talent. He's got the balls. Let's give him a chance. Yep. So if you're a top 10 pick in the NFL draft, and you go to a decent organization that's going to amass a lot of talent around you, that's pretty difficult to give up. Um, real, I agree. I agree. And 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 you know what? Maybe there's something to be said, like you're saying, for not being the number one overall pick if you just care about winning. But then again, being the number one overall pick is pretty badass. Um, Aaron, I, I want to probably explore this on a later episode this week, maybe more in depth so it doesn't go too hard here. But first-round talent quarterbacks next year. Uh, Caleb Williams, yes, right? Drake May, yes. Penix, yes. Are you giving Penix first round? Yeah, I get Penix first round. Okay, so a lot of quarterbacks. Shadur, uh, Shadur. are you giving Quinn Ewers first round? Yes, I would put Quinn, but I would put Quinn above Penix. Okay, so then who else? Are there any that I'm missing thus far? JJ looks pretty damn good at Michigan. I watched JJ again. McCarthy. JJ looks good. Golly, I, I, I just will continue to talk about how much. And I'm going to see it against legit talent before I really say he's a first-round talent. But what he's doing with the football throwing right now, and, and we already know how athletic he is, he looks like a damn first-round talent. Damn. it's a lot out there, bro. It's a lot of quarterbacks out there. Um, you, know what else there are? you know what else there are, Aaron? There's a lot of fish in the sea. Okay, And you know who may mm-hmm. not have known that? Mel Tucker. And look, this is the perfect snap story. We're not going to go too hard on it, but we have to point out what just happened with Mel Tucker. Right now, Mel Tucker's under, uh, he is suspended without pay, pending the results of an investigation. Um, Essentially, uh, Michigan State is likely going to fire 
Mel Tucker for cause. Uh, this might be the single most legendary bag fumble of all time. Mel Tucker had a contract that he arguably did not deserve, right? Whatever you deserve when somebody's going to be willing to pay you, right? But he had one good year in his resume, and then he got involved in a bit of a fake bidding war with LSU. And next thing you know, all of a sudden, Mel Tucker's been paid over $9 million. He's got the incredible buyout. My man has made it. He has reached the mountaintop. And what did he do? He blew it all up in a move that I can only describe as psychotically horny. Psychotically mm. horny. Mel Tucker hired Brenda Tracy, a rape survivor, a couple of years ago to educate his team on sexual violence, harassment, how to treat women, all of these things. He later then started masturbating on a phone call with Brenda Tracy like it was sixth grade and now has likely cost himself $80 million just because he wanted to jerk off on a phone conversation. I mean, that is mind-boggling. And I say psychotic because to do this with a woman, I mean, to do this with anybody that does not want to you is, is obviously just wrong, right? And, <laughs> and, and Miss Tracy has been very clear that she did not consent to this. But to do this specifically with the woman who you hired to educate your team about this, with the woman who has the past, she is, it's, it is psychotic sociopathic, narcissistic, and that man just cost himself $80 million and he ain't never getting a contract like that again, bruh, ever mm. again. I mean, he may not get any contract ever again. The hall of fame bag fumble first ballot. Unreal. Ah, 80 million. First off, I, I do have the question. You were doing that in sixth grade T Bob. What? Oh, phone <laughs> sex. Um, Sixth grade is a little young, right? No, that was a little young. That was a little young. It would have been, I guess it would have been more like eighth grade. You're right. You are right. Sixth grade's a little aggressive. This is why I did not want to put this in the rundown. This is why I didn't want to put this in the rundown. And and look, again, I'm not going to go, I'm not going to go too hard on this because some people are going to be like, oh, like, I don't believe. Okay, first off, I believe Brenda Tracy. This is literally what she's committed her entire life to. She's been very clear about it. She did not consent to this. She was what, horrified by it. People she reported him to me. She could say, yeah, it's insane. <laughs> you have now, how dumb it's, could you be? It's insane. And then, and then he tries blowing. to make himself into the victim. Yeah. In, in a letter to the school back in March, he writes, Miss Tracy's distortion of our mutually consensual and intimate relationship and allegates sexual exploitation has really affected me. I am not proud of my judgment and I'm having difficulty forgiving myself for getting into this situation, but I did not engage in misconduct by any definition. You were jerking off on the phone, damn it. And you admitted to it. Okay. And you can't be a head coach getting paid $9 million a year and be jerking off on the phone. Some things in life are super fucking simple. Okay. So you shouldn't be able to forgive yourself and you no. should be questioning your judgment. It's crazy. It's crazy. And as Brenda Tracy would go on to point out, uh, I mean, okay, look, here, here's the last quote from Tracy I'll read and then, and then we're done. Um, quote, this is more of the same Darvo because Tucker and his lawyer came out and said, this is all untrue, false allegations. Uh, Brenda Tracy, this is more of the same Darvo, deflection, victim blaming, and lies. Darvo's an acronym that says these things that I've been dealing with now for months. Coach Tucker has been delaying and trying to stop the investigative process since the beginning. He can't afford to go to a hearing that determines credibility of the participating parties. I believe this statement is his way of getting out of participating in the hearing. October 5th and 6th, I will be present for the hearing and make myself available for cross-examination by his attorney, Jennifer Damn. Belleville. I invite him to do the same. Glove dropped. Bang. Boom. Fumbled. Get the fuck out of here, Mel Tucker. You had it, dude. And now Michigan State's out. And, and the Michigan State has to be. And, and then Tucker's lawyer being like, we think that like this is a bit unfair because they're over-attacking this because of Larry Nasser. Of fucking course Michigan State should over-attack this. What are we talking about? And if you're a Michigan State football fan, I mean, all the serious stuff left out, all the sexual assault left out, um, if you're, you're a Michigan happy. State football fan, you're happy. You know? Yeah. You got your out. You got your out out of one of the most awful contracts we've ever seen. So making sure that we reiterate, take out all the the sexual assault part of this. Yeah, the fact that you're 
Yes. That's the fact that Mel Tucker's on his way out. hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. So there it is. Um, we had to cover it and now it's done. And if you're someone who's like, why didn't you hang up? I would look, Hey, ch just, I, I would recommend a good hard look in the mirror, uh, and kind of figure out why that's your first question. When you hear a story like this, um, now let's get to our snaps top 10 every single Tuesday. We give you the best top 10 in the entire country. Aaron, um, I will let you lead the way here. Who is in our snaps top 10? All right. Uh, you mean my first two and then we'll work away from there. Yeah. Give it to me. Uh, these were my two teams that I had going to the national championship. Mm -hmm. Number one, Georgia. Number two, Texas. Um, yeah. mm. 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 So here's my problem. What's your Georgia, problem? Georgia and Michigan are in the same boat. They're both already number one and two. They both haven't played anybody. They both, I mean, I think Michigan's looks better not playing anybody, but whatever. They both mm. dominate, not playing anybody. So Florida State and Texas are in the same boat. They both have very quality dominant wins. So if you're going to put Texas over Michigan, then we have to put like then we have to put Florida State and Texas ahead of both, or you have to move Georgia down. Like I can't, I can't allow you to just bump Michigan down but keep Georgia there, where Michigan and Georgia have done the exact same things. No, because Georgia has the benefit of they're the back-to-back -back national champs. Like that's why they're one. Like you, I wasn't you to, aware. Like, I wasn't aware of this would be 2022 AP poll, or excuse me, the 2022 snap top ten. Excuse me. Until you dethrone the king, the king is the king. Oh, a great strategy when you don't play shit for the entire year. I mean, any play so there, bud. Falls into your lap. You get the no, you know, no, you're, no. You're the yes, 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 you, yes. Well, then you can't bump Michigan behind Texas. Michigan's Michigan been. Shit. They've gone to back to back playoffs, but back to back Big Tens. Texas hasn't won, won shit. shit. What are you they talking about? Shit. They what are you talking shit. about? No, no. They have not won. I, I'm not moving. I'll go Georgia, Michigan. I'm not moving Michigan. Who would win right now? And this is what Brom and I discussed for the, who would win right now on a neutral site between Texas and Michigan? It's a fucking coin flip. What do you mean? What, what are you, Nostradamus? You can just see, I'm just saying, know who's going to win. Get the fuck out of here. I think Texas will win the football who game. Who wins between who wins between Michigan and Georgia on a neutral side right now? Georgia. Oh my God. Okay. Well, you know, I guess bias is a hell of a thing, isn't it? Um, okay, here's the deal, Aaron. It's it's a non-starter. Do you understand what I'm saying? If you're giving get Georgia you. okay, credit fine. for the championship, you go past, one, two. I'm not you have to, one. Michigan. Okay, then we're not moving Michigan off too. Okay, fine. Now Georgia, now. Michigan, Texas, yes. Florida State. <laughs> yes, because Texas win is more quality than Florida State's. Yes. I'm I'm okay with that. Georgia, yes. Michigan, Texas, Florida State. Okay. Wow. Notre Dame five. Love that. Yes, we're still there. I agree. Yeah. Penn State six. Remind me of what Penn State's done this season. You know, I mean, we're God. God. I mean, who'd they play? West Virginia. They looked all right against West Virginia. Two, though, like none of them have done anything really, though. So it's 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 a whole yeah. bunch of what the about only teams Washington? That have done something is Texas and Florida State. Yeah, yeah. Shitty ass college football schedule so far. Um, <clears throat> okay, Penn State, Penn State six. I'll all go right. Penn State six because I was so disappointed in USC's defense. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I actually have USC jumping from our last week's poll to number seven because how impressive Caleb has been to start the season. I mean, it's well, it's, it's unworldly what he's doing. And we kind of crowned Utah, you know, and then they 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 look. I mean, granted, when when Cam Rising, they survived, survive in advance. They, they need survive. Cam Rising back, but yeah, yeah. I, I'm fine with putting. I'm fine with putting USC. So Ohio State six. Wait, what? Where did you get Ohio? Penn oh State no, sorry, sorry, Penn State six, SC seven, Washington eight. Washington eight. Okay, yeah, we're here. The, we're same boat. Utah nine, Ohio State ten. Utah nine, Ohio State ten. Hmm. Hmm. I love you. Flip I mean, Ohio State. Oh, no, no. Ohio State has to be. Well, I mean, yeah, I kind of feel like it should be Ohio State 9, Utah 10, if anything. If anything, yeah, I say Ohio State 9. We got to go Ohio State 9. Okay. We're going too far okay. down the, down a anti-Ohio State. Like, they haven't done anything that bad yet. Um, I would go Colorado 10, you know? Mm -hmm. We're talking about quality wins. No, it's Colorado. too aggressive. 
Colorado was just a member of the most watched game on Saturday. I mean, technically, apparently, if you add in the McAfee broadcast into Texas, Alabama, they beat Colorado by 0.03 million. So what is that? 30,000. Like, it's very close. Um, But to me, that is a massive win for Fox Prime Colorado. So, okay, but I can't interest you in Colorado 10? Nope. You're a coward? Okay. Um, what about Oregon 10? Has you really Utah looked better? You? I mean, who's looked better, mm-hmm. Oregon or Utah? Oregon was, yeah, I guess Utah almost just lost to Baylor too, so I can't really say anything. Or who did Utah almost use to this weekend? Um, uh, Utah almost lost to Baylor, yes. Oregon was almost Baylor. lost to Texas yeah, Tech, yeah. you know, and to I be know, fair, so. Texas Tech didn't look great either. Uh, I still, I still, Utah? I still, my mind are saying like Utah is winning football Wait, games with back we talk about? it's Alabama. No, Alabama not no. ten. God, no, Alabama's not ten. For losing to your number three team, the team that you wanted to put in number two, they can't be number. They 10. got smashed by ten points in their home stadium. Mm, okay, by, by by your second best team in the country, though. I don't right? care. You lost by double digits at home, and you looked awful too doing it. So yeah, I mean, what what has Alabama done this year? Beat Middle Tennessee and then get their asses blown out at home. True. Why should that thing be at number t- in, in top 10? You're right. You know what? We're going to go Utah 10 for the oh, culture yeah. of Kyle, Kyle Whittingham. Yes. Because if you're getting it done with third string quarterbacks and all the injuries, Cam Rising will come back. Okay, we'll go Utah 10. I agree. Thank you. I agree. So there it is. Read it off, Aaron. Your snaps top 10. All right. Snaps top 10. Number one, Georgia. Two, Michigan. Three, Texas. Four, FSU. Five, Notre Dame. Six, Penn State. Seven fight on USC, eight Washington, nine Ohio State, and ten Utah. There you go. Snap top ten. How about all these Pac-12 teams in the top twenty-five, dude? Eight, eight, eight of them boys. Eight of them boys in a year in which it's all blowing up. One of the most just it's it's Shakespearean in its tragedy. Um. All right, that'll do it. Another great day here on Snaps. You excited to watch Ahsoka tonight, Aaron? God, I had so much catching up to do. I, I've not gotten to the first episode yet, to be honest. Brum, are you excited for Ahsoka tonight? Unspeakably excited. I can't wait. It's it's the most excited I've been for a Star Wars thing in years. And I loved, and don't get me wrong, like I love, 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 loved Andor, but I don't know that I in anticipated an episode as much as i'm anticipating tonight so, the so. fact that it's filoni directing they're putting it out in theaters they're like obviously the reveal and uh episode four i'm not spoilers blah blah blah, blah. yeah, yeah. Big uh. deal. very exciting uh, if only it was out in louisiana theaters not freaking bums me out dude um all right that's today's show special guest tomorrow special oh, yeah. guest tomorrow are we announcing who it is or are we teasing? Yeah. We'll tease it. We have a special guest tomorrow. Oh, okay. So you got to show back up and figure out who? I mean, is that good? What, what's the actual? Be- no, oh, God, no, no, no. I think, we'll, I think we'll, 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 we'll announce it tomorrow pre-show. Okay. Is that, Brum, what's the best? Oh, my God, my chair. Sorry, guys. Uh, Brum, what's the best strategy here? I would say, in general, to promote it, but then you're over-promising and under-delivering. So it's yes. really dealer's choice. So. If we're not positive they're going to show up, we should just wait that they're here. Ninety-five percent sure. Okay, so there may be a special guest tomorrow here on Snaps. We will see, <laughs> but very excited for it nonetheless. You're going to have to show up and figure out. Uh, huge thank you to Ryan Brumley, Pat Gunther, Paul, Paul. No. Uh, Adam, I'm sorry, guys. My chair is falling apart and it's distracting me. Adam Grassi, I don't know, Christian. It's like completely, it's like a cartoon where like the car's driving and the hubcaps pop off and the wheels. And the next thing you know, it's just like you're riding on your axles. Um, yeah, thanks, everybody. You already know the deal. Sorry, guys. Uh, and a huge thank you to the volume for having us here. Please sub the channel youtube.com slash at volume snaps, snaps podcast, Google it, rate it, review it. Please, the algorithm, the guides 5K, y'all. We're trying to hit 5K on YouTube by the end of the week. Please. Help us get there, and we'll be back to more tomorrow with some more snaps. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at, at first, first listen. listen. This season... 
We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge Podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.